everyone. Welcome to the College Shortcuts podcast. My name is Neha Gupta. I'm the founder of College Shortcuts and helping students all the way from middle school through graduate school understand what it takes to package yourself and get that it factor and stand out and get any admissions that you want for the undergrad, graduate level, jobs, internships, and more. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'll be answering a lot of great questions from people that really want to know answers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, we have a phenomenal question from Anu about specifically the SAT. Here's a question, everybody. My son is a senior and is not satisfied with his SAT score. He needs 40 to 50 more points to get a good score range. He's already taken the test three times. Sounds like torture to me. Do you think this is advisable to take a four time? What are the cons? Do colleges know how many times they've taken it? What do you think? So here's my view, guys. First of all, taking the SAT is very painful. Um, little history on me. My parents didn't know what they were doing. So they took me to a test master's class and a Princeton review class, one after the other. So three hours, like every two days. And then I had to go every Saturday for mock testing, which was so boring from like nine to 12. And I did that for like seven months and I wasn't really increasing my score. So then they hired me a one-on-one tutor and I did a few sessions with them, not a few, but a solid package. And then boom, I got the score I wanted. So this is actually why I do not run SAT tutoring classes because I don't think they're actually that effective, uh, which is why we help one-on-one tutoring because I only do things that I think are effective. Now, here's a great question. Should I take it more and more times as a senior? My answer to that, no, absolutely not. First of all, you're gonna tire out your teenager and he'll probably hate you. And two, it's September 15th, guys, pretty much-ish, right? So if you're already past halfway through fall and uh, hello everybody, senior year, your applications, you should be hitting submit right now. If you're not hitting submit, you're delayed. Early decision, early action is coming up in like six to eight weeks max, not even four to six weeks. So you've got to get your stuff together big time. So my viewpoint is absolutely not. You do not take it. Now, for all my parents that are reading this or hearing this that uh, have 10th graders, 11th graders, please take this as fair warning. You should be taking the SAT once in the fall of junior year, twice in the spring and summer, and that is it. There you go, three times in your junior year and nothing else. You should not be taking it anywhere near your senior year. Every family that does that is delayed. Don't be taking it August of your senior year. You should have taken it significantly earlier. It is not a good idea to do it that way. So I just wanna make that very clear in terms of how to proactively time yourself, um, you know, because it's very important. Otherwise, you have uh, a student trying to study all junior year summer again. That's not cool. Um, in terms of how to know if your score is good or not, that's another question I get. Hey, Neha, what SAT score is good? Well, you've got to build that college list. Get a sense of those reach schools and what is the average SAT score of their freshman class? What was the median average score? Then you'll know from that, was that the score that you should be getting? Um, now, you want to get within the median or above the median. You do not want to submit any scores below that. Keep in mind, currently, 71% of colleges are not requiring the SAT. MIT, though, is requiring entrance exams. So if MIT is on your list or any of your lists from 7th grade onwards, everybody, you better be doing SAT prep. 
If you need some of that, of course, we offer SAT prep one-on-one -on -one for families. Now, it's really important that you really strategize around the SAT. If you want my honest opinion, the amount of practice that's needed is at least 30 to 40 hours of tutoring and at least 80 to 100 hours of practice. That's me just being very honest. Most teenagers will not agree with that. They'll be like, I can do it in less. Or parents will be like, that sounds painful because it is kind of painful. Now there's gonna be some kids that test really well. I just wasn't one of them, which is why I started this business because I stressed out a lot and I thought I was dumb because I was having such a hard time. It's all about getting the right resources for you to do it. Um, but will you be more competitive, for example, if you're applying to a top school and you have a 1550 SAT score? Yeah, submit that sucker. That's awesome. So if you're looking at it from the perspective of this is just another data point to make me more competitive, then yes, plan ahead and make it happen. If you don't score high enough, well, you're at a time for the first time ever in college admissions where you don't even have to submit a score. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, let's get real. If there's ever a time, by the way, for parents that are listening to go get your second degree for graduate school, it's now. You don't have to take a graduate degree test. It's amazing. I mean, isn't that great? As an adult, who even has time to study for that, right? So at this point, I'm getting off track. I want to answer the question about SATs. If you have juniors and you haven't started SAT prep and we're in September, you're already behind. If you have a 10th grade student and you haven't thought about SAT prep for spring semester and got that lined up or planned ahead, you ought to. And if you have a senior and you're still taking the SAT, just stop, let it go, it's totally fine. If none of your colleges require it, don't torture your kid. You're already too late in the process. Hope that answers your question. Have an awesome day.